Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, the podcast that aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I'm your host Neve Pentney of Boyne Ergonomics. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you're able to take away some useful practical advice from this podcast to help you reduce your own risk of discomfort at the workplace or help manage the risks among the people that you might be responsible for. So now that we know why we're here, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome along to episode 27 of the Ergonomically Speaking podcast, where today we are going to look at the risks associated with computer work that can contribute to upper back, shoulder and neck discomfort. So in the last episode, we looked at the lower back and the legs. Um, I did that one first because it's generally the most reported area in my experience when I'm dealing with computer-based workers. A lot of people have issues with the low back and legs. Coming a close second, however, is the upper back, the shoulders and the neck. And I especially noticed this during homeworking when a lot of people were working off laptops. There's a lot of factors at the computer workstation that can contribute to upper back, shoulder and neck pain. But of course, I will say there are external factors that can cause it too, such as your hobbies, injuries, underlying medical conditions. So while the computer workstation might not always be the cause, some of the factors that we're going to talk about definitely won't help with it. And as always, we'll look at the factors and then we'll look at what we can do to reduce them. So when we look at the factors that are present when you have a computer-based job that could be contributing towards the upper back, the shoulder and the neck discomfort, First one I'm going to look at is your prolonged desk-based postures. And this is sitting or standing because you have to remember, even though a lot of people have sit-stand desks, while they can be really useful in reducing discomfort in the legs and back if used properly, if you think about it, outside of meetings, if you're standing at the desk, the upper body, the upper back, the shoulders and the neck are generally in the same position as they would be if you were sitting. So any static desk-based posture, whether it's sitting or standing, especially when we focus on the upper back, the shoulders and the neck, it requires a continuous contraction of the muscles because they need to hold you in place. So you can do whatever you need to do, whether it's typing, using the mouse, reading on screen. These muscles have to contract to keep you in your position. And the continuous contraction, as we spoke about before, as I call it static loading, in this fixed position, reduces your blood flow to the muscles so the waste products that are building up don't get removed and the oxygen and nutrients that they need can't get brought in. This causes fatigue, inflammation and discomfort and generally what a lot of people describe it to me and I felt it myself it's especially in the upper back it can sometimes be nearly like a burning sensation in the upper back and in between the shoulder blades when you actually finally take a quick break and change position and move the back it can get quite tight and quite sore because these muscles have been working really hard. And the longer you're there, the harder they work. And the harder they work, the more energy they're using. So they've got more lactic acid buildup. They've been contracted for longer, so they're getting less and less nutrients and oxygen. So the longer you're in a fixed position, static fixed position, sitting or standing, the more likely it is that you're going to develop some aches or pains 
in the upper back, the shoulder and the neck. Also, as we discussed before, if we look at prolonged sitting, this causes imbalances. It causes imbalances in the core stabilizer muscles. Some get overused, some are not used enough and they can't function like they should. They can't hold us like they should. One area gets more stressed, one area is not getting used. But what can also happen over time, especially with um, forward leaning postures associated with laptop use, is you can get essentially what is a weakening of the muscles across the shoulder and a tightening of the muscles in the chest. And again, that's an imbalance. And that imbalance is going to cause one, postural issues, and two, it's going to cause imbalances in how they function. So the shoulders are going to get quite sore, the chest is going to get quite tight. Prolonged use of the mouse. Now, I see this a lot in people who are right-handed and use the mouse with the right hand. So if you have a computer-based job and you're right-handed, your hand, your right arm is using the mouse. It's typing, it's doing digit work, and it's also using your phone, and it's writing. If you're doing a high amount of computer-based work and mouse-based work, and you are right-handed and you're using the mouse with the right hand, well, your right arm is going to spend a lot of time positioned away from the body as you reach to the mouse. And this can increase the workload of fatigue in the right shoulder. And I've seen this more in the last two and a half years than I've seen previously. So my thinking on it is that even now with hybrid working, our jobs are so much more computer-based than they were before that this kind of mouse positioning which would have been an issue for some people pre-covid has now become an issue for more because you're spending longer there and you're doing more tasks there and therefore this area is getting used more and therefore is more likely to have a discomfort there so definitely i've seen it myself an increase in right-handed people disclosing right-sided shoulder upper back and neck discomfort there are, of course, other factors that can contribute, as I said, but I generally find with this one, once you can address that, it tends to bring the discomfort level down. And we'll look at that later on. Another factor that can contribute, similar to low back and leg discomfort, is actually poor lumbar support. Now, as you said before, poor lumbar support increases the loading on the spine, the back muscles, the tissues. And this strain of fatigue can cause increased discomfort in the upper back, neck and shoulders, because you have to remember your spine is all connected. So if there's not enough support in one area, it's going to have to work harder, which means further up the chain, further up the spine, the tissues and the muscles are going to have to compensate. So even though this specific episode is about shoulder, neck and upper back, poor lumbar support is going to cause increased strain on the lower back, which is going to impact your posture and your comfort levels. And that's going to impact the upper half of your body too. So it's really important. Um, and of course, the lack of lumbar support is usually present when the seating that you have is not correct, such as a dining chair or a swivel chair that can't be adjusted or a bench or you know any seating that's not properly adjustable. The third factor to look at is your adverse postures. So again, adverse postures are any positioning or posture that puts excessive strain on a particular area 
in the musculoskeletal system. And usually, if it happens at the desk, it's because of poor positioning, the wrong equipment, fatigue from just being there for too long, and bad habits, of course. The common adverse postures that I would see that increase the strain on the upper back, the shoulders, and the neck generally are being seated too low for the surface that you're using or the surface that you're using being either too high or too low for you when you stand, kind of hunching forward, leaning forward down towards a laptop and also sliding forward in the seat when you're sitting. And mouse position can be a cause too, um, just if you're using the standard size keyboard and this pushes the mouse further away from you. This can cause an adverse posture of the right shoulder. Having your keyboard and mouse too far from you is another one. And I see this most commonly when people are referencing documents or taking notes and they place the paper directly in front of them and have the keyboard further away. Instead of having the documents or the paper to the left or to the right side, they have it directly in front. And what tends to happen is people will leave the work there They're looking down, directly down at the paperwork and they might be taking notes or they could be looking up and down, up and down between the paper and the screen. And then when it comes to using the keyboard, rather than moving the notes out of the way, they'll lean over them to reach the keyboard. And that can cause poor posture of the shoulders, particularly quite tight rounding. There's any of these adverse postures, anything outside of what we would term neutral posture at a desk puts excessive strain on the spine, the discs, the tissues, and it just increases the likelihood that you're going to have some discomfort, especially if these postures are held for a long time or are done quite frequently. And the final factor is your contact stress. And this is usually present in a way that will impact your shoulders and your neck and your upper back. Again, it's contact between the edge of the table and the forearm when you're seated too low or if the desk is too high. And the reason, while this contact stress itself, it doesn't directly cause discomfort in the upper back, neck and shoulders. What is going to happen, though, is to avoid the discomfort that it's likely going to cause in your forearms. Well, you're going to compensate. So you're either going to bring the arms away from the body to get the elbow in line with the desk so you don't have contact. Or you are going to make yourself taller in the seat or sit forward away from the backrest to get the elbow into position, whereas the elbow should naturally fall in position without these adverse postures. So although it doesn't directly impact, it is a source of contact stress that can feed in to cause discomfort in the upper back, shoulders and neck. So what can we do? How can we reduce these factors and reduce the impact that these factors are likely going to have on our upper back, shoulder and neck? So when you're working at the computer workstation, the first thing that is really and should always be a priority is reducing your exposure to the prolonged static desk-based postures. And the only way to do that is to take your micro breaks, to leave the workstation every 45 minutes or more if you can, to allow the discs to decompress, to activate the glutes and the core, to relieve the tension in your back and your shoulder muscles and increase the circulation in your body to help remove all these waste products and feed the muscles, the nutrients, and the oxygen that they need. They should be taken away from the workstation. So if you're using a sit-stand desk, it is not a substitute for a micro-break if you just go from the seat to standing or vice versa. 
you need to step away from the desk. If you have a sit-stand desk, one way that it can work really well to reduce this type of discomfort is to use the desk in the standing position for a meeting because you're generally not really using the mouse or keyboards so much and you're a little bit freer to rest the hands by the side, be a lot more relaxed in your upper body and your neck and your shoulders. And by doing these kind of shuffling movements and these more relaxed stances, you can get the benefit of a micro break without leaving the desk. But it should only be when you absolutely cannot leave the desk. Leaving the desk for a micro break should always be a priority. As I said, every 45 minutes or definitely more if you can. The, the more the better. The next thing we can do is to make sure your lower back is supported. Again, so that we're not having excess stress on the lower back and therefore impacting the upper back. So if you're using a chair and the backrest cannot be adjusted, well, add some support, add some cushion or a foam lumbar support that you can position into the right spot. If you're using a chair that can be adjusted, well, make sure you actually have adjusted it so your lower back is supported and make sure that the recline angle is appropriate for you in your typing position. So a lot of people I find have the backrest too far reclined, which is fine when they're in chats and in video calls and everything. But when they go to type, they tend to sit forward away from it. So make sure you've adjusted your black backrest angle so it sits against your back when you're typing. The third thing we can do is to reduce the adverse postures. So to do that, firstly, make sure that you're seated at the right height for any surface that you're using. So shoulders relaxed, rest your hand on the table and the table should be just level with the underside of your elbow and the same when you're standing. So that angle should be the same. Usually when you're standing, you can judge it by your belly button position as well, but there should be no contact between the underside of your forearm and the edge of the table. It should be quite relaxed, level with your elbow. If you are using a laptop or a tablet, make sure you have it raised up so you're not looking down at it and make sure all your screens are at the right height. So your eye line should generally rest on the top third, a little bit lower if you, or sorry, the screen should be lower if you're wearing very focals. Keep your keyboard, your mouse and anything that you use a lot close to you. You should be able to reach all of your frequent use equipment when you're sitting back in your chair with your back supported and elbows and shoulders relaxed. If you operate the mouse with your right hand and you're using a normal keyboard, I would consider changing it to a compact keyboard so that your mouse is better aligned. Of course, you have the option to maybe use the mouse with the left hand. The thing I find, though, is a lot of right-handed people are very right-handed and this change can impact productivity and they end up just going back to the right hand out of frustration. So I would always advocate to aim for a better mouse position on the right hand side. It should be aligned with your shoulder and changing to a compact keyboard can allow that. If you are the type of person that uses the 10 digit number pad quite a lot, well, just get a separate one. You can buy them separate and you can pop it on the left hand side. So you've got nice alignment of the mouse on the right. And also the left hand is taking some of the workload off the right side by operating the number pad and of course make sure that when you are using your devices you're sitting back in your chair with your back supported and you're looking straight ahead and the final factor to reduce is the contact stress and this relates to the relationship between yourself and your desk so make sure they're at the right height for you whether you're sitting or whether you're standing you should not feel pressure 
on your wrists or on your forearms from the edge of the desk when you're seated or when you're standing. Like I said, discomfort in the upper back, the shoulder and the neck, it can't, it's not always caused by the desk. It can be caused by lots of external factors. But a desk-based, computer-based job can aggravate it. If it's not the cause, it can most certainly aggravate it because you spend so much of your time there and so much of your time using the devices that it's hard, even if the cause is external, it's hard for that part of the body to get a break. So just make sure that if you do have discomfort, importantly, that you report it to your manager or you report it to the responsible person in your workplace as soon as you can before it escalates into something more serious and have an ergonomic risk assessment carried out to see if any issues can be identified and therefore can be rectified to reduce the risk of you having this discomfort at the workplace um, or for it worsening to something that is a lot more chronic and a lot more disabling. So always, as always, I recommend if you're in the workplace, let your managers know if you're experiencing discomfort, because if they don't know, they can't help. So that is what we can do to reduce upper back, shoulder and neck discomfort at the computer based workstation. As always, I will put all the details in the show notes, all my social media details and the blog post for this, because there's some useful images in there if you want to have a look at them. The next episode, we are going to have a look, seeing as the time of year, before I get into the next area of the body, I'm actually going to have a look at what are the ergonomic risks associated with the festive Christmas time of year and what we can do to reduce them. That will be in the next episode. Until then, everybody stay well. If anybody has a topic that they like me to cover, I'm compiling the list for next year. So if anyone has a topic you want me to cover, reach out, let me know, and I'll add it to the list. Um, I got some good suggestions for next year already. So looking forward to getting stuck into those. In the meantime, everybody stay well and I'll talk to you soon.